Welcome to Seven Mile Ministry. We hope you enjoy this message. At once the man was cured. He picked up his mat and he walked. The day on which this took place was the Sabbath. And so the Jewish leaders said to the man who had been healed, It's the Sabbath. The law forbids you to carry your mat. Now, we read that, I don't know if you noticed, but there wasn't a fourth verse. There, in uh, several translations of your Bible, including this one, NIV, NLT, several, there's not a fourth verse. But in New King James, King James, some others, there is a fourth verse. Let's read the fourth verse. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. Then whoever stepped in first, after the stirring of the water, was made well of whatever disease he had. So we'll get into that a little deeper in a moment, but I want you to look at verse 7 again. I have no one to help me into the pool when the water is stirred while I am trying to get in. While I'm trying. While I'm trying. That's uh, something I've been saying for weeks, perhaps months, but probably more the past few weeks than I ever have in my entire life is I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm really trying. People call, need me to come over here and do this. I'm trying, but I have all these other things going on, but I, I, I'm really trying. It's not because I'm laying on the couch eating honey buns and watching Gunsmoke. I'm really trying. I'm trying. And, you know, if Jackie calls and I'm at work, are you going to make it here by this time? I'm trying. I am trying. I'm trying. You ever say I'm trying? I'm trying. I'm trying. It's not because I'm just laying around doing nothing. I am trying. I'm trying. I'm trying so hard. And you see people sometimes that try too hard. And you, we'll say, he's just trying too hard. They're just trying too hard. Um, you know, some people, you, you talk to them and they're, they're trying to win you over maybe to be your friend or, or, or to convince you of something and you think they're just trying too hard. Chill out, brother. You're trying too hard. But I've been trying too hard, I think, lately and just trying hard. But if somebody's trying hard and they mess up, that's okay with me. At least you were trying. You were trying. But some people don't even try. But so those people that are, are trying too hard, and you, I see this at the ballpark a lot. When the kids get up there to hit the ball, and it's their turn to bat, and some of them who are known for being good hitters, so they want to keep that reputation. But the game situation, you know, the coach really wants them to hit a ground ball here or there or hit it a certain way. And I'm not, I'm not real educated on base. I didn't play baseball. I'm just learning as we go here. But, but they, don't, they want to hit a home run. They want to hit it to the fence. And you'll see them, uh, you know, they'll have their elbow right and they'll step right and they'll swing level. And I learned a new saying the other day about squish the bug, which means that's your, your back legs supposed to, your toes supposed to squish the bug. You know, squish it. I don't know. <laughs> but, and it, but I'll see them strike out and, or, you know, make a good swing, they'll get a strike. And somebody, a dad in the stand will go, nice cut or nice swing. And I'm thinking, he missed. He struck out. I don't care how nice the swing was. don't matter how pretty it was. don't matter how you squashed that bug. He's over in the dugout with an out. But he tried. He tried. Oftentimes you try too hard. Instead of just putting the ball, bat on the ball, we're trying too hard. And you look at Peter. He, got, he tried too hard sometimes. Peter, in the Bible, you ever read that? 
You ever read the Bible? You see a Peter, he's, he's trying really hard. He gets in trouble a lot. He gets corrected a lot. Shut up, Peter. Quit talking. I'm trying to wash people's feet. Quit asking questions. God's talking here. He's speaking to us. No, we're not, we're not, we're not going to build a three tabernacles. Just be quiet and listen. But you know, he tries real hard. He tries to cut off Malchus's head. Malchus ducks, he chops off his ear. And Jesus is like, he's trying too hard. And he you know, puts the ear back on. <laughs> but we do this as well. Try too hard. Swing big. Now I was thinking, sometimes I probably preach bad. Or some people may think, that wasn't very good. You're preaching bad. Well, you know what? I can tell you right now, it's not because I wasn't trying hard. I try hard every week. I dig every week and read every week and listen every week and think about it all week, every day, every night, thinking about it. I'm trying. I can assure you. It's not because I just waltz up here on Sunday morning just like, eh, well, eh. What's your lunch? It's, I'm trying. And I, I know some of you guys can relate. You get in situations where you're trying. You're doing the best you can do and you... You get frustrated because the, what you need to accomplish is beyond your ability. Just like this man with paralysis, he needs to get in the water, but it's really above, beyond his ability because he's paralyzed. He needs some help. He's trying. He's been trying for 38 years. But what we're learning in this scripture is it's not always about trying, but rather about trust. Amen. Trust. And I said there's people missing this morning. There is. But there's one that's present. And that's the one we got to trust. Praise the Lord. Learn to trust. So this place is a dwelling place for people with, you see here with physical infirmities. This isn't a result. They're not out laying by the pool, uh, these five colonnades by these pools waiting for somebody to bring them a drink with a little umbrella in it. They're not just kicked back and relaxing. This is a place, this sick people are, are gathered together here. And it's a get in and get healed system. And so you see that some have advantages over others because some may be just blind, but they can walk just fine and they can get in. Or maybe, you know, it's just one leg or one arm or something. But, so this man is, has a disadvantage. He can't get in. He can't move. He needs help. And uh, I'm sure he feels powerless. Think about it. 38 years, paralyzed, laying there, needs some help, feeling powerless, and no different than you and I. Situations come in our life. Well, I'm trying. I am trying. But I, I feel powerless. I feel powerless in this situation. I've been trying. It's not from lack of effort. But I just feel powerless. I mean, there's situations that come in my life where I want to help people. Sometimes I need help. Yeah, add me to the prayer list. But sometimes I want to help people so bad, but I, I can't. I'm trying, but I can't because I'm not God and what they need is so big. I mean, I just I, I can't, but I want to. I want to. And you just feel powerless. And I know situations in your life and you feel powerless because I want him to come to church with me. I want her to come to church with me. I, I, I want to have this relationship that God desires for me to have with my wife or with my husband. I want him to I'll be on fire for Jesus, but I'm, I'm just powerless in this situation because I can't make him want it. One of the verses we read, it says, Jesus learned. Jesus learned. Um... 
I can't find it, but it's in here. We just read it. There it is. When Jesus saw him lying there and learned, I read that this week. He learned? Jesus learned? I mean, he knows everything. So what does that mean? Well, what that means is he had to be there asking a question, how long have you been here? In other words, I'm interested in you. I care about you. I'm talking to you. How long have you been here, sir? How long have you been here, man? What's your name? Where are you from? What's your background? Are you married? Do you have kids? Hey, carry on conversation. He learned something about him. He asked. Or perhaps he overheard someone else talking about, that guy's been here the longest. He's been here for 38 years. If anybody needs help, it's that fellow right there. And Jesus learned. I was thinking, he's just looking for somebody to show himself strong to. He shows up at this pool. He intentionally went there. He's headed to the feast, but he swings by the pool intentionally to, to show himself strong to someone. And he decides to show himself strong to a guy that's been there for 38 years. 38 years, that's long enough, isn't it? You know after 38 years, he has zero hope that anything's going to change and just accepted the fact that it is what it is and... This is it. This is life. And Jesus is headed to this feast and he came by. There's sick people everywhere, but he learns that this guy's been here for 38 years. I find that interesting that he came by for the one because he cares about the one. Just like today, maybe you're listening online or watching or maybe you came in today. Guess what? He cares about you. Maybe he just swung by and came through today because he knew you was going to be here. He comes for the one. The Word of God says He leaves the 99 to go after the one. That means the one's very important. And this man had been here there for 38 years was very important. Because He loves him. Just like we sang the song, How He Loves You. But you can get used to it, and that can be your normal. This is just life. This is just the way it is. I'm just paralyzed. I'm just a drug addict. I'm just a loser. I'm just a womanizer. I'm just sick. I can't get well. I'm just to this and I'm just to that. That can become the new normal. I'm just broke. I came from a broke family and I'm broke and it's just, that's just normal. We live, we scratch by. This pain is just normal. Pain's not normal. Pain should not be normal. I experience pain. That, that should not be normal. Suffering from anything long term like that, sure you get hurt and things happen. But I'm talking about like suffering from lack of peace and having anxiety every day of your life. That's not what Jesus wants. That is not the normal, but it can become your normal. Fussing and fighting with your husband can become normal. Screaming at your kids and having them scream back at you and cuss you back, that can become the normal. And it is normal for some people in here, I guarantee it. Go to church, praise the Lord, thank you, Jesus, get in the car, cuss them out on the way home. It happens every Sunday at every church across the country. Not just church. You can be in public at a restaurant. Hey, how y'all doing? Yeah, we're doing good, yeah. And get in the car and just go at it. I've never done it. I've never gone, I've never had a cuss fight with my wife one time ever in my entire life. But, boy, I've seen some cuss fights. And I've been in the car with some people who are cussing each other out. <laughs> and then later on that evening they're back in love oh I love them so much 
it's the craziest thing. Tired of trying and like, I've done this, you've done this, you overcome in a certain area, but then you find yourself going back to it. You, you overcome it, victory, woo! And a month goes by, two months, next thing you know, you're all the way back full circle. You've created, you, you've gone the whole cycle, now you're back to where you started. Going back. And I can see this man is trying. He probably tried. He probably tried for years. Tried, but then finally he just gave up and quit. Just accepted that it just is what it is. And it's just been a long time and it's just a negative pattern. And we get into negative patterns where I said, like I said, it's just normal. And it's not supposed to be that way. You can get into a negative pattern of your thinking where you're always thinking negative and you're always thinking, uh, you know, the glass uh, half empty. And um, this man here, later on in the scriptures, I don't have it on there. I don't remember what verse it is, but it's a little later on. After he's healed, the people, they said, well, who healed you? Who healed you? You know, he didn't even recognize Jesus. When Jesus is out talking to him, he says, do you want to be healed? How long have you been sick? 38 years, okay. Do you want to be healed? He didn't even recognize him. And I think a lot of times help comes into our lives and we don't even recognize it. God will send a man or a woman or a situation. Sometimes it's a situation that you don't like or enjoy, but He's using the situation to draw you closer to Him because He wants you to realize it's not about you trying, but it's about you trusting. And it's time for you to start trusting in Me because you've been trying for years. You've been doing it for 38 years, but you're still laying by the pool. And this man is quit. He's quit. Give up. 38 years. Why try anymore? I've gone to lunch with a lot of people and, and been and uh, just showed up into their life, not by accident, but I intentionally did it because I wanted to help them or because the Lord put them on my heart and I just started thinking about them and I was like, well, better call them. Hey, what are you doing? You going to go to lunch? And go to lunch or go hang out with somebody and them, them not even recognize even that God is sending someone into their life. It's a lot bigger. I'm, I'm not really concerned about your dietary needs. Like I'm, I, I'm, I want your soul to be saved. I want you to be happy. I want you to have peace. I want you to have a, a marriage that's so good that it's against the law in some states. That's what I want. That's what I've got. I mean, my marriage is good. It's so good. It's probably against the law in some states. He doesn't even recognize him. And then Jesus says, Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be healed? Or do you want to be happy? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to have peace? Do you want to have life without anxiety? Do you want to be well? Do you want to be thin? People's probably come by for years. Probably trying to sell him some magic potion or saying, hey, I'll be with you. I'll hang out with you. I got you back. When that water's stirred, I'm going to get you in. But where were they at? Where, what happened to them? I tried the diet. I tried that diet too. I tried all these diets. It's not like, from lack of trying. I've been trying. I've been trying to lose weight. It's just not going anywhere. I've been trying. Has anybody ever said that? Of course you have. 
I tried to die a while back. I'm telling you what, I, it was so strict. You can ask my wife, I'm talking about strict with a capital S, strict. And I lost a lot of weight for like two or three weeks. And then like six weeks go by, I lose jack nothing. I was trying, trying. So then I said, the heck with it. I'm just going to do my own thing. And I did my own thing and then started losing weight uh, on my own Reds diet. You don't know what it was? I got up and drank one of those protein shakes in the morning. I ate a Slim Jim for lunch, one Slim Jim. And then I came home and ate whatever Jackie cooked. That was it. Um, yeah, I tried it. It worked. You just don't feel close to God. Quit complaining so much. Have you ever heard that? Quit complaining. You complain about everything. Quit complaining. If you'll quit complaining, then you'll grow closer to the Lord. You try as hard as you can to quit complaining. I'm not going to complain anymore. And then two or three days go by, a week or two, or a month, or maybe years, and all of a sudden, you explode because you've been holding all that complaining in for all these years, and now it's got to, something's got to give walls of Jericho are coming down. But if you don't complain, nothing ever changes. I'm not talking about complaining like, what's for supper? I don't want that. Yeah. You better be glad you got something at all. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about this man keeps hurting you over and over and over and over, and it's your husband, and you, and you say, well, I don't want to tell him not to call me that because he'll think I'm complaining. I don't want to be a complainer. My pastor said not to complain, but he keeps calling me that, and it really hurts my feelings. No, you should say, hey, hey, hubby, when you call me that, it really hurts my heart. And if you, you know, but nothing's going to change if you don't complain. I'm not saying we should be complainers. I'm just saying... Um, there's this broken system. So if you try to fix uh, the system, there's the, the symptom, there's symptoms. And you try to fix the symptoms, but you don't focus on the root, then you're fixing a symptom that was created by a system. So the system created the symptom, and now you're really worse off than you were before you ever started. Did that make any sense? Some people got lost in the whole system symptom thing. <laughs> but it's a system that creates the symptom. Do you want to get well? He said, do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? And we think to ourselves, well, that's a silly question. Of course you want to get well. I've known some people in my life that didn't want to get well. They liked being sick. They liked having the attention. They wanted to be sick. They would go to the doctor. They'd be diagnosed with all kinds of stuff. They absolutely loved it. Strange. But do you want to? Because see, you can lose your want to. But I also see this man as being a little suspicious. Do you, do you want to be healed? See, if you read and study the Scripture and find out what's going on with that colonnade, there was some wicked, evil stuff going on where they were taking money and people would pretend that the angel of the, the Romans would pretend that their angel of their God was stirring the water and they would have people actually pretend to be sick who weren't sick and they would get in the water and they'd be healed and then they'd say, hey, say the same thing can happen to you if you pay us some money. And I'm sure they came by with the miracle oil, just like they sell on the TV now. It came from Israel, this oil right here. Because the Western oil that you pour out of the bottle, big bottle into the little bottle, is way more potent if it comes from, another, from Israel. $29.99. I've watched these things just, just in amazement that, I mean, what in the world? 
a bottle of oil that some guy selling on the internet is not what heals you, it's the blood of Jesus. And I believe in laying hands on people and the elders and anointing with oil. I'm not talking about that. But you're not going to you're not going to buy some kind of miracle off the internet and get it at home and put it on your head and get healed. It's the blood of Jesus. You got to trust. Amen. 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 Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? Do you want to get well? What about his tone in his voice? You know, I've heard it preached that way. I've probably preached it that way before when I was younger and dumber. Do you want to get well? What are you doing then? I mean, for 38 years, do you want to get well? I mean, by now, surely you could have crawled, you could have rolled, you could have done something. Do you really want to? I don't think you really want to. I don't think Jesus came and taunted him into transformation. I don't think we serve a God that taunts you into transformation. Do you want it? Try harder. Roll, crawl, do something. Pay somebody to drag you over there. Do something. You ain't trying hard enough, boy. Try harder. You can't taunt people into transformation. You just don't want it bad enough. A lot of people do want it. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying real hard. Like Jesus came and said, do you even lift, bro? That, that's, not, that's not what he said. That's not even the way he said it. That's not even the tone of voice he had it. That wasn't his attitude at all. He said, well, do, you, do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made well? Why even ask? Well, I think he had to help him want again. Because some people can quit wanting. And they can just fall into this is normal. I don't even want to be healed. I've just accepted that this is what it is. You can get disappointed. I tried, but I just shot another air ball. I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to ring the basket, but I, I just keep shooting air balls and now my every time I try I'm disappointed. And now my hope is even less, and now I'm cycled in this in the in the system again, and I'm just hanging around here at the colonnade with all these sick people, and I've just accepted I'm just one of them. Who you hang around with is very important. Who you hang around with is very important. If you're trying to quit drinking alcohol, it's probably not a good idea to go hang out at a bar somewhere. It's not. It's just not. You need to get away from that. If you're trying to quit smoking the devil's lettuce, <laughs> it's probably a good idea just not to go over to somebody's house on a Saturday night when everybody's, you know, fogging it up. Because you know what's going to happen after a little while? You're going to be like, yeah, give me that. It's good stuff. That's too real, isn't it? Well, if you want to be a good, faithful husband, you should probably not hang around and flirt with single women. But this guy's hanging around the colonnade with sick people. And there's a system. The system is when the water's stirred, you get in it. 
And now, if you challenge the system, now you're, maybe you're going to risk disappointment, so you just stay in the system. If I try something different, well, I just get settled in for this. He's not the greatest. He beats me a little. But I mean, it's better than just being single and just trying, I mean, I'll just settle right here. So just settle in this system. And he probably tried, and he probably got blocked from the system. And you try and try and try until you just lay in there, and then people just assume that you just don't care. You just don't care anymore. He just don't care anymore. But they don't really realize that you were trying so hard. It's not that you don't care. It's that you did care. I cared, but she didn't care back. I cared, but he didn't care back. I cared so much, but they just didn't care. I tried, but they didn't try. I loved, but they didn't love. I was committed, but they weren't committed. So it's not that I didn't try. It's not that I didn't care. It's that I did. And now I'm tired. I'm tired of trying. And it didn't just happen all at once. It was a slow deterioration of your, just like that man, a slow deterioration of his muscles. I think about a leper. It just slowly eats away at you. And that's what happens in this situation in your life. It just slowly eats at you. I tried and I tried and I tried and I smiled. And I tried to, I tried to be the best. I washed the dishes. I, I did the clothes. I, 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 I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried to help her. I tried to help him. And I notice here, this is really awesome. Now, y'all better, better wake up, hang on right here, and don't run out in the church. Listen to me. Let me finish. He comes in here on the Sabbath. He comes on the Sabbath, specifically on the Sabbath, which is a day of rest, which you're not supposed to work. And he comes on the Sabbath. Why does he come on the Sabbath? He heals the man. They said, they weren't even upset that he was healed. They were upset because you healed him on the Sabbath because you're not supposed to work on the Sabbath. And they said, you're, first of all, healing him was a work and then carrying the mat was a work. They don't even realize he was the Sabbath. This is supposed to be a day of rest. They don't even realize he is rest. Literally, he is rest. Literally, he is the Sabbath because you rest on the Sabbath and we rest in him. Praise to God. But Jesus shows up here and he says, I can't get in the water because the angel stirs the water and I can't get in the water because everybody else has beat me to it and I'm just right here and I can't do it and I can't be first and I can't do it and Jesus calls BS. He does. BS. And I know what your dirty minds are thinking, but that ain't what I'm talking about. He says, this is a broken system right here. This is a broken system. And Jesus calls them out on the broken system. See, we read in one translation where it didn't have the angel of the, the angel coming and stirring the water. Actually, it says the angel came and stirred the water. Some translations have it, some don't. You look back and study in the original manuscripts, they say it wasn't in there, that it was added later. I wasn't there. I really don't know. All I got to have to go by is what Bible scholars say, and I have to trust them. I really don't know. But I just trust that whether the angel stirred the water or not really doesn't change my life. I'm saved, born again, going to heaven. I believe in Jesus, the blood of Jesus, and I trust in him. Amen. But they say that it was added. They'll say that it was added. It was added. That was an, they added it. That's an excuse why he wasn't healed. And I was thinking, regardless of whether it was added or not, do we do that? Do we add things? This is why. 
Do you want to be made well? Yeah, but the angel comes and stirs the water. Nobody helps me in. We do this rather than deal with it. Maybe it was added. Some add it. Some take it away. Do we take it away? Do we take certain verses in the Bible that apply to us? Do we take them away? We just apply the ones that we like. We especially don't apply the one about that tithing part. <laughs> no, he's chunked that bad boy. He says, this is a broken system. This man's 38 years. Nobody wants to help me. It is what it is. And that's what religion says. See, the water stirred. The first one's in. Then you get healed. And religion says the best ones, we let the best ones in. The ones with the least amount of sin in your life, the ones that look like you have it all together. You got the suit and tie of the car in the house. You look good. See, that's what we look at people. We think we, think we look at somebody and we judge how, maybe God's blessing them because look at that house. Look at that car. Look at those clothes. But really, they're paralyzed on the inside. They're just like the man that's been there 38 years. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. Hey, you can't go by how somebody's dressed. I remember when my son was in junior high and I show up to the park or to the baseball meeting and I come straight from work and I, get, I have on dirty clothes, stains on them. I do construction work. I get dirty, sweaty. I come straight up there. Most of the parents are dressed nice. Except me. I'm trying. I am trying. I'm here. And he said something like, you look like you came straight from work. And I was like, I did. <laughs> but now as he's got older, he realizes his old man at the ballpark with his ratty clothes on has really got a lot fatter pocket than these people that are dressed nice. I mean, that's just the truth. Clothes don't mean nothing. Right. You can... Hey, they'll give a card to anybody. All you got to go down there and sign it to the bank. They own it. You driving it. Anyway, I don't even know how I got off on that. <laughs> There's a man that used to go here a couple years ago. He's passed now, I do believe. He'd sit over here in this area. and He drove an old beat-up truck. Lucky he probably wouldn't make it home. Just dressed, just like he's ready to go to work. Daggum, multi, multi, multi-millionaire. But you wouldn't know it. You'd be like, do you need some money for gas? <laughs> you know, at the gas station, because it's the way he looked. But talking about sitting on a wood, and he owned the land up there that Walmart's on. Both Walmarts, the first one and the second one, and the first Baptist church. So that, I'll tell you a little bit. But religion says, let's let the best ones in. And I see Jesus comes here on the Sabbath and it's not about religion. It's not about the best one in. It's not about do good, get good. It's a one-on-one -on -one relationship. He pinpoints this guy specifically, finds this guy. You've been sick for 38 years. Do you want to be healed? It's a one-on-one. -on -one. I see grace shows up. Grace shows up right in the middle of this religious system. And what used to be the truth is not true anymore. 
See, what used to be the truth is when the water stirred, you got to be the first one to get in or you don't get healed. But now grace shows up and that's not true anymore. It's not about trying, it's about trusting. All you got to do is trust me, pick up your mat and go home. Grace collides with religion and grace and truth came by way of Jesus Christ. Do you know that? When Jesus shows up, Grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. It didn't come by a letter in the mail. It came by a man walking on two legs. It showed up in the flesh. Praise the Lord. So quit living off the old story because grace has showed up. And he says, he, he, he commands him, he says, get up and take your mat and go home. Well, how? And I've heard this. God blesses those that are obedient. You need to try harder. He'll reward you if you're obedient. What about this man? He's trying. I see it a little different. I, I know you should be obedient. I want to be obedient to God's Word. I understand all these things. But this man's trying, trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. It's a contrast right here between works and grace. And that's why it happened on the Sabbath. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm going to church. I am trying. I'm trying. I'm here. I've never been really at church. I haven't been at years. I'm coming now. Obviously, I'm trying. I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to watch my mouth. I'm trying to quit cursing. I'm trying to read my Bible. I am trying to pray. Give me a break. I'm trying. I had a good friend of mine that worked for me. He said, I'm trying to quit cussing. Help me quit cussing. Can you help me quit cussing? Well, that happened twice. Once it was Scott years ago, and he said, every time I cuss, hit me. And I was like, gladly. So I mean, I beat him black and blue the first day. True story, because he cussed so much. I couldn't get any work done. Every, time, every five seconds, I'm having to bust him. And uh, the next day, he pulled his shirt up, and he is bruised all over. He says, forget it. But this other time, I'm in Fultondale, and I'm fixing to get on the interstate on the round of the circle right there, right? And my buddy at the red light, or before the red light there at Lowe's, he said, I want you to help me quit cussing. I really want to quit cussing. I notice you don't cuss. I don't want to cuss. Help me out. And I said, oh, I'll help you out. I said, I'll help you quit cussing. Uh, we'll see, you know, work on that. Well, about that time, there's a grandma at the red light, and some dude's up on her blowing the horn and waving his hands and doing all this crazy stuff. Made me mad. I don't like that. So he went on that on route, and I did too. I passed him on that roundabout and pushed him off the road onto the shoulder. It's years ago now. It wasn't like last week. <laughs> I mean, we're just like, it's like NASCAR. I'm up on him. I push him off the road because he was cussing Grandma. Don't be cussing Grandma. I didn't even know the Grandma. For all I know, she might have deserved it. But anyway, <laughs> my buddy's like, he started cussing. He said, I want you to help me to quit cussing you. You do this, you're making me cuss. <laughs> but I'm trying. Try hard, get good, be obedient, get a reward. Try harder. You can get in that pool. You've been here 38 years. Walk, I mean, crawl, roll. Surely you can do something and you'll get rewarded. Anna, come on up. That clock says it's 1.24. I know I haven't preached that long. What time is it? 11.35? My mother's like, yeah, that's good. Cut it, cut it. Long enough. 
<laughs> she likes to beat the Baptists up to eat lunch. You know, there's a lot of them. <clears throat> but I see Jesus coming up to a man who's been trying. He's been trying. I I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying. And you think about the old covenant. I I'm trying to keep the commandments. I I'm trying to be obedient and, and relate that to our... See, don't miss the spiritual parallel. Jesus is using a man's physical infirmities, but there is a spiritual parallel to it. Don't miss it. Don't miss it. I'm trying. I'm trying. He says, I'm trying. And I think a lot of us are trying. And Jesus comes on the scene and He says, it's not about trying. It's about trust. Will you trust me? Will you trust me? You've been trying, but nothing's changed. And you've been trying, but will you trust me? Will you trust me with your situation? Will you trust me with your finances? Will you trust me with that addiction? Will you, will you trust me with your life? Just trust me. You've been trying, but trust me. I've been, having, I've been trying to have a relationship with my son because, you know, he's struggling with, with, with things and I'm trying. Or maybe you're a young man and you're, you're, you're trying to please your parents. It just seems like you, you can't ever do enough. Or maybe you didn't have parents, or maybe you didn't see them growing up, and now you're trying to get out of that system because you want to be a better parent than your parents were to you. I'm trying. I'm trying to take this thing that stands between me and God and our relationship. I'm trying to lay it down and walk away from it, but for some reason I just keep coming back to it and picking it back up. God, I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm trying. He says, quit trying. Trust. Will you trust me? Just trust me. Just trust me. Because Jesus is trying too. You say, He can do anything you want. No. If he could do anything he want, everybody would be going to heaven. There would be nobody in hell. He's trying. He is trying. He's trying to get you to trust him. Now notice this in the story. The man's waiting on the water to be stirred so that he can hopefully get into the water. But Jesus doesn't come and stir the water. He just brings the water to him. And the water that he brings to him is always stirred. And basically he's saying, get in the water. Get in this water right here. This water right here is always stirred. Will you get in this water? Will you trust me with this water right here? Just like the woman at the well. He was the well. He is the water. You don't have to wait anymore. Grace has come. You don't have to live in that shame anymore. He took it on the cross for you. You don't have to live in that old story anymore. Will you let the water come to you? So the question this morning, and I'm done. 
is are you trying or are you trusting? And people have received this this morning. I can tell. Yes. I can feel it. People's been trying. You're tired and you're weary and you're worn out and you don't even know if you can go another day. I almost cried the other day because I'm so tired. I'm trying so hard to be so many things to so many people. I'm not the only one. I know you guys do too. He said, just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. And I'll give you the grace to fulfill whatever it is that you need fulfilled. I've learned that He can give you a grace and a strength and you can accomplish things you never could thought you could accomplish. You can be a lot of things to a lot of people. But not by trying, but by trusting. Let's do this. Let's do this. If you're here this morning and you say, I'm in agreement with this. I'm in agreement. And I'm, I'm ready to trust. I've been trying in this area, that area, lots of areas, one week, one month, 38 years. I've been trying. But... I hear you. Lord, I hear you speaking to me this morning. And I need to surrender. I need to trust and quit trying on my own because trying gets in the way of trusting. And this morning I made my mind up. I've received this word and I'm ready to trust. If you're ready to trust, stand to your feet. trust in you Lord we thank you we praise you we give you all the glory and all the honor we trust you Lord we trust you we leave it at the altar we're tired and weary but your yoke is easy your burdens light and we we trust in you we trust you I'm not stressing anymore I'm not worrying about next month's bills anymore I'm not worried about if he's ever going to, if she's ever going to. I'm just trusting in you. I'm trusting in you. I'm giving it to you. I'm trusting in you. I'm not waiting on the water to be stirred. You are the water and I'm trusting in you. Praise the Lord. And I trust that we're leaving out better than we came in. And God loves you. Is that what you're getting ready to sing? He loves us. Well, good.